Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. <clears throat> and I'm Elizabeth. And sorry about the late upload. I literally did not think this was a podcast week, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It happens to the best of us. Um, this this week, movie is worth the wait. This week we watched the last song. And wow. It's so good. <laughs> uh, I wrote in my notes, this is my The Notebook. The way that people talk about The Notebook, this is how I feel. Also, N- Nicholas Sparks, I love this movie. I don't think that I would have this, like, I love this movie, but I don't think I would say I have that level of enthusiasm for it. I do. (laughs) Part of it is that, like, at that time I had started reading Nicholas Sparks, like, I had read Dear John and watched, like, the movie. You were, like, 12. Yeah. No, wait, wait. What year is this? We were in... Yeah, yeah. we were, like, 12. Yeah, we were in seventh grade. You were reading Nicholas Sparks? Yeah. (laughs) I got the last song for Christmas before the movie came out, and then... I'm trying to think. I know I saw it in theater. I think I saw it with my mom. I think. I saw it in theaters. I maybe saw it with Courtney, but I think I saw it with my mom. (laughs) This, uh... So, actually... I was going to say this. Nicholas Sparks wrote the movie first and then wrote the book. Yeah, because in the foreword it talks about, like, Miley Cyrus named the character Ronnie. Yeah. Um, This was literally, like, this is uh, produced by Disney. It's literally just, like, a, like, it's still part of Miley's Disney contract, but it's just, like, a little bit, like, it's definitely catered toward young girls who were fans of Hannah Montana. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like it's just for Miley fans. But it's, Miley, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, fans of Miley Cyrus. Yeah, but it's also, it's more mature than what they could play on Disney Channel. Yeah. It has some cuss words in there, so. They say, bitch. <laughs> Ooh. Pissed. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this movie came out in 2010. Um, it March does, 31st. It does follow a Nicholas Sparks formula mm-hmm. of, we have two characters who fall in love. In a small beach town. One of the characters is keeping a secret from the other one. Um, the one, other if not both. Yeah. The other character finds out. Someone who is not in that relationship dies, and then they get back together. Spoilers. <laughs> That's how they go. This but is I'm a pretty good sure one. Nicholas Sparks has ghostwriters now, so you all know how they go. But this is a good one. <laughs> to this... Oh, this is not the only Nicholas Sparks movie I've seen. This is just the only Nicholas Sparks movie that I've liked. <laughs> this one is good. Dear John is okay. And again, I think that's because I saw this when I was 12, and I was a fan of Miley, and that has stuck with me. Because watching this now, there's definitely things where I'm like, it's not, some parts are not as good as I remember. Like, it still holds up, but it doesn't have the same, uh, it's not on the same pedestal I held it held it on when I, when I first saw it. I still love it. It's still really good. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not good, I'm just saying it's a little bit different for me. Um, so obviously this movie stars Miley Cyrus. Um, we know her, we love her. She's, yeah, she's not in any decoms. Well, I mean, she has her guest appearance in High yeah, School Musical Yeah, we haven't too. met her yet. We'll tell yeah. Her, yeah, in High School Musical too, but I didn't go through her. Right. Um, because, well, her, so the like. The closest she has to a decom is the Hannah Montana movie. Yeah, so, like, Disney Channel stars, I'm assuming, are contractually obligated whenever they start a TV show to star in a Disney Channel original movie, but because they could make so much money off Hannah Montana, they moved it to theatrical release. And that was basically what she was in. Um, she got her start as the daughter of Billy Ray Cyrus, <laughs> who I did know before Hannah Montana, because I knew the song Iggy Bricky Heart. Uh, she was born Destiny Hope. Yes, she was born Destiny Hope Silas, and then re- Cyrus, and then legally changed her name to Miley Cyrus. 
um, I read her, or Miley Ray Cyrus, I read some sort of, like, biography because her nickname was Smiley as a child. (laughs) Smiley, Miley. Um, so obviously, uh, her big breakout role was Hannah Montana. Um, her first role ever was in the movie Big Fish, like the Tim Burton movie. She played just, like, a kid in a flashback. Uh, she was in the movie Bolt with John Travolta. Uh, the animated movie. She was in this other movie with Demi Moore called LOL. Yep. Classic. <laughs> oh, I did, anyone... not, I did not like that movie. No, it's not good, but I'm just saying <laughs> anyone who was a Miley fan has seen all of these movies because it was like something that wasn't Hannah Montana. I didn't Let watch... Let me consume I this. never saw So Undercover. I did see that too, I think. I always saw it in Blockbuster, but it was like like sort of like after Hannah Montana, so I never picked it up. Um... She did star in an episode of Black Mirror as the iconic Ashley O. Hey-o, hey-o, I'm on a roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she, obviously, she hasn't really done that much acting uh, since uh, leaving Disney, sort of. Um, she has had an illustrious music career, starting with the classic Meet Miley Cyrus in 2007. Amazing, legendary, iconic. Hannah Montana 2, Meet Miley Cyrus. <laughs> so it was good. a double album. Like, no one who could, thought of that? No one could do that. No one no could one. ever do anything like that again. Exactly. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> it's so good. Even both sides. Like, even, like, the Hannah Montana songs, which are more, like, superficial and, like, whatever. But it's still, still, the, still it's good. It's still the best Hannah Montana album. I'm gonna put on my old blue jeans. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Rock stars. <laughs> fucking jam. Yeah. Um, after that was Breakout, she was still under Disney contract. I never got that one. Again, I think I was, like growing out of it a little bit at that point. Breakout is a very good album, and I would highly recommend it to anyone. I really like it. I know, it. like, the, the popular songs on it. Fly on the Wall. Love it. Classic. <laughs> um, and then we get to Can't Be Tamed, um, and that's where um, we sort of start to see a little bit of the of what Miley would consider her, her true self. Um, it was controversial. Which is so ridiculous, like, looking at it now. I know. <laughs> She's in a cage. She's wearing, she what, wings. skimpy, revealing clothing? She was, like, 20, probably. Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, I don't know if it was before or after that. We got the Party in the USA EP. Iconic. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we, we enter the Bangers era. Yeah, that was a time. It was a time. We were in high school, so, like, fucking, us. what's the song? Uh... Wrecking Ball or no, no, no. Can't Stop? Can't Stop, yeah. It, it was an okay album. There there were some songs on there that I still listen to to this day, um, but it it was a, an experiment for Miley. Uh, I understand, like, you know, being under such strict control for so long and wanting to finally break out. Um, this was also the era of the VMA's performance. <laughs> yeah. She she did what she wanted to Listen, do. Listen, I always say this. I think that artists should just do whatever they want. Like, if other people don't like it, oh well. Like, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um, after that, we got Miley Cyrus and her dead pets, which was still along those same vibes. That's the one where we got, what does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> I didn't know that actually was a song. I thought that was, like, a cover or something. No. Wow. Look at and that. then after that... We get Younger Now, which I think is a very underrated album. It didn't do too well commercially, but I really like it. I think it has some of her best stuff. And then after that, we get Plastic Hearts, which is such a good fucking album. If you never listened to it, I highly, highly recommend it. And that's where we are now um, regarding her music career. Some um, 
things I wanted to talk about just regarding Miley. Um, her first controversy, I don't know if you remember this, she took a picture when she was, like, 15 wearing just, like, a sheet covering herself. It's was, not revealing. It was Vanity Fair. It's not revealing in it, the slightest. No, it wasn't a picture she took. It was Vanity Fair. Yeah. And so she was 15. Somebody should have stopped that from happening if it was going to be this big deal. Yeah. And so it was all, like, placed on her, all of the blame. And I remember yeah. this. It was similar to, like, the Vanessa Hutchins, like, whenever the sexting thing happened. It wasn't, like, anger that, like, someone revealed this and, like, exactly. someone hacked it. It was anger that, like, oh, this if pure someone was like, hey, let's icon. a 15-year-old wearing only a sheet for a top. <laughs> yeah, somebody should have stopped that from happening. Well, first of all, like, well, we shouldn't should, be sexualizing it at all. If they asked her if she was okay with it, I do not know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, any of the bl- backlash shouldn't be placed on her. She was exactly. a minor. She was a child. <laughs> and she was put in this situation. Um, do you remember when she deleted her Twitter? I do. Yes, the rumors are true. I deleted my Twitter. Because mm-hmm. who really cares if I'm playing with Noah or just doing okay, my hair? I don't know that much. <laughs> I don't know all of it, but I remember that part very specifically. Um, and I- then we've talked about this before whenever we talked about Princess Protection Program, but the Miley and Mandy show. Mm-hmm. A time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, we won't go in depth about it, but we could go in depth about her relationship with Nick Jonas. <laughs> on again, off again. Like, there's so well, much. Well, that's, that's what brings us to this relationship with Liam Hemsworth. It's true. The co-star of the movie. They were on again, off again for ten years until they got married and then got divorced. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And then I think that's, that's like, one of the things that's so good about this movie is that, like, you're literally watching them fall in love. Yeah, the chemistry can't be faked. Like, it's so <laughs> real. And, like, I feel like because this was written, like, Miley was already cast while this movie was being written. Mm-hmm. The character is very much Miley. It's not yeah. just Ronnie, but it's very yeah, much Miley. Yeah, that's what I was going to say whenever we got to Liam Hemsworth. He did acting in Australia, and then this was sort of his breakout role here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after they got divorced, she dated Cody Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> is she dating anyone now? Is she single? I don't, I don't think she is. Not that I know of. Good for her. <laughs> She needs to take some time. She She's does. been dating since she, she was a She's teenager. She's been dating Liam for 10 years. She got married. <laughs> when she, she got was divorced. Like 25. Yeah, just take some time for yourself. That's what she talks about. And, like, I love a divorce album. That's what she talks about in Plastic Hearts. Divorce, babes. Divorce, babe. Divorce. <laughs> it's in my Divorce, Babe, Divorce playlist. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we get Liam Hemsworth. This was his breakout role. And then he went on to star as Gale in The Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. I was literally, I was gonna say, has Mihae been in anything else? Well, that's really it. Like, he's been in some, like, shitty action movies since then. Like, remember that movie, Isn't It Romantic? He was in that movie. Yes, I do remember that. But other than that, he hasn't really done much. Yeah. I was never, this movie, I was never really, like, Liam Hemsworth. I think just because I always knew he belonged to Miley. (laughs) You can't deny that connection you see on screen. And again, this is, like, I am glad that they are apart. It seems like that they are better that way. Yes. We can celebrate the love that they did have. (laughs) (laughs) Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Literally. Listen, I love a horrible relationship when it's so good. Uh, Example, Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak. (laughs) Example, Ryan and Kelly from The Office. It's so good. They're not meant to be. But it's so good. But you love to watch it. (laughs) You love to see them together. Exactly. That's how I feel about this relationship, too. They fit together so perfectly in the superficial sense. Exactly. (laughs) It just works. Um, 
Yes, I was going to say, first of all, I was never a Gale person either. I was PETA all the way. Yeah, why? Who lo- who vote? Who loved it's, Gale? It's the same thing as Team Edward and Team Jacob. Okay, well, I, w- I never read a Twilight book. I never watched a Twilight movie. I just thought Taylor Lautner was hot. So I was just in Team Jacob, in quotation marks. Well, yeah, marks. but you don't know what that means, so you can't <laughs> I even didn't, say. I didn't, no. But I did read The Hunger Games. I did watch the movie. I was Team PETA. All the way. Well, it's again. Well, it's I, well just, totally, I was Team Katniss, but we had to choose. So <laughs> it's it's that idea of like the long term friendship and thinking that that friendship That's is what, owed something because the friend yeah. has a crush. It's like they expect something in return, and it's like no, you don't just get that. Also, Gale is a literal war criminal. He literally murdered Prim. <laughs> you can't get past that. <laughs> Sorry for spoilers, but this, they've been out for a while. Also, uh, <laughs> I I don't think that being on Team Peta is a good thing because they are trauma bonded. Yeah, no, they definitely don't belong together. I mean, no. like, I was a child. Yeah. So everyone was like, you have to choose one. Like, but, I, well, yeah, Katniss should not have been with anyone. <laughs> if I had to choose one, I would still pick Peta. I think they have yeah. a lot more in common. That relationship would be very unhealthy, but healthier <laughs> than it would be with Gale, so. Neither of them. No one in Panon deserves love. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I also wanted to touch on, so Greg Kinnear plays the dad in this movie. Mm-hmm. And rewatching this movie, I because rem- I said I was never like, oh, like Liam Hemsworth. I think I like subconsciously had a crush on Greg Kinnear. Because <laughs> watching this movie now, I definitely do. <laughs> like he is the heartthrob in this movie for me. Listen, it's not the same as Dennis Quaid. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But it's on. It's on that. It's in that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I would not consider. He is him- no Nick Parker. Yeah, I would not consider him a dilf. Dennis Quaid in The Parent Trap, the <laughs> definition of dilf. He has a lot. Well, in this movie, Greg Kinnear's got some outside <laughs> factors that affect <laughs> his presence. <laughs> that is, it's just like a whole different story here. But in the context of this movie, I thoroughly enjoyed Greg Kinnear. I thought he gave a great performance. <laughs> um, Greg Kinnear... He was nominated for an Oscar for the movie As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson. He is just, like, a movie guy. He's been in a bunch of movies since the beginning of his career, a lot of which I've never heard of, but some of which I have, like You've Got Mail, Little Miss Sunshine, Baby Mama, Stuck in Love, and he played Charlie's ex-boyfriend in Friends. Um, and then Mom is played by Kelly Preston. She's also just a movie gal. She's been in a bunch of movies from the beginning, many of which I've never heard of, but I have heard of Jerry Maguire, What a Girl Wants, The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, she's the mom. <laughs> and Sky High. Um, she's she, the mom. <laughs> she was married to John Travolta for a long time. Oh, yes, I remember that, too. And then in 2020, she sadly passed away from breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um... And then lastly, for people that I recognize, I have Nick Searcy, Searcy. He played the dad in Double Teamed. <laughs> mm. He plays Will's dad in this movie. Mm. Um, but I can't go on without mentioning, he hasn't been in anything that I've really seen, but uh, the actor's name is Bobby Coleman. He plays Jonah in this movie. He is the star of this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. We will talk about it. He's so fucking good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all I have for people. Do you have anyone to add? No, I was going to look up Will's mom, because she looks familiar, and I think she- Yeah, I started writing her down. She's been in a bunch of things, but nothing that I recognize. Does she have an accent? Is she not from here? Because the way that she talks- I don't know. <laughs> okay. She sounds like she has an accent. Um, okay. Shall we begin? Let's begin. The last song. Uh, so we open on a church burning, 
and firemen carrying a man a man out of the burning building. And that's it. We see it for like five seconds. What a way to open a movie. Wow. Um, and then we cut to mom is driving Ronnie and her little brother Jonah to their dad's house for the summer in Georgia. They drive past the church, which is in the process of being rebuilt, and mom in the car asks Ronnie to make an effort this summer. Uh, Jonah's like, are you going to tell dad that you got arrested? And Ronnie's like, I didn't do it! <laughs> yeah, she snaps back as they arrive at dad's, and Jonah's very excited to see his dad. He runs up and give, gives Jonah's him a Jonah's like hug. 11 or 12. Yeah, he's younger, and so dad is like, oh, it's so good to see you, like, and Ronnie's just kind of there, and he's like, oh, yeah, Ronnie, like, he's, like, trying to joke with her, because he knows that he's, that she's not a little girl anymore, but, like, and that she does not like him. Yeah, but their relationship is just very strained. Yeah, Anything he goes that in, he tries to do, it just, like, doesn't He goes in for work. a hug, Ronnie ignores it, and walks down to the beach. Um, she walks down to this, like, public boardwalk area. Um, already, we know she's not like most girls, because they're all blonde and in swimsuits, and she is brunette and in jeans. She's coming from New York, of course she's not in a <laughs> swimsuit. Um, as she's walking along, she gets a strawberry milkshake, when she passes by the beach volleyball court, and a volleyball player knocks into her, spilling her milkshake all over her shirt. Um, this boy his name is will he tries to be like really charming and like really fuckboyish, but ronnie's not not taking it well yeah he apologizes he offers to buy her a new shirt and she's just like no he keeps like pushing he's like no really like southern hospitality let me do this for you all this stuff and she's like no bye he's like well do you want to watch me play (laughs) she's like no go away (laughs) um so uh back at the house dad and mom are talking Um, we learned that Ronnie had taken a bat to dad's piano. It's, uh, still a little busted up, but it works. Uh, we also learned that she is a piano prodigy since she was a little girl, um, but she hasn't played since her parents got divorced. Um, her dad was the one that taught her, and we learned that, uh, even though she hasn't played, uh, Juilliard offered her acceptance. Yeah, she didn't (laughs) apply, but Juilliard offered her acceptance. come. Yeah. Um, mom, uh, for a minute, uh, she reveals, she's like, she still feels bad about the divorce because Ronnie is very hurt by it. Um, but from what we can tell, uh, mom and dad are on good terms and it was amicable. Yeah, but also mom worries that they've kind of ruined Ronnie's life because <laughs> she's like, this really hit her hard and dad's like, she'll be okay. <laughs> um, so down at the beach, Ronnie is looking for a new shirt and this girl named Blaze, uh, decides to take her and show her to a different stand where there's better not airbrushed shirts. <laughs> yeah, Blaze is also a cool girl. She's wearing lots of eyeliner, She's a cool so you know. Girl. She's like uh, Amy Dunn. <laughs> um, Mom leaves, and Dad shows Jonah the stained glass window that he's been making for the church for the rebuild. Um, Jonah asks how the fire started, and he says, well, no one really knows. And Jonah's like, well, can I help you with the stained glass window? And Dad's like, yeah, sure. Um, so at the shirt stand, Blaze is talking to Ronnie, and, okay, so Ronnie, they're like, it's $20, and Ronnie's like, it's too much, so Blaze is like, let's steal it, and Ronnie's like, no, I already got in trouble for busting, or for stealing back home, and says no. So then Ronnie goes to pay, even though she just said it was too much money. <laughs> well, she's like, what is my other option, stealing? Not an option, I guess I'll pay for it. Um, so Jonah approaches Ronnie. He also, is- during this scene, I think, that's whenever Blaze starts talking about her boyfriend, Marcus. That's where she got yeah. her nickname. Yeah. Um, her real name is fucking... Whatever. Gal- Galadriel. Yeah. Galadriel. <laughs> From Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, so Jonah and Dad are down at the beach. Jonah sees Ronnie. Uh, Dad is still looking for her, and, she, and he's like, hey, if you pay me, I'll make Dad look the other way. 
Um, so, talking to Blaze, uh, we learned that Dad moved to Georgia a few years ago after the divorce. Um, Ronnie was born there, but then they moved to New York, and then after the divorce, Dad moved back. Um, Ronnie says that he bailed on their family. Um, Blaze takes Ronnie to meet her boyfriend, Marcus, where we learn he's a, like, fire performer. Um, back at the house, Dad and Jonah are eating dinner without Ronnie. Um, Jonah says that Ronnie doesn't open any of Dad's letters, and, um... Jonah's like, yeah, Mom says that it's PMS. And Dad's like, do you know what PMS is? And he says, pissed at men's syndrome. <laughs> I thought it was funny when I was a child. Me too. I don't think it's funny anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's lowbrow humor. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, the laughter in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, let's see. Down on the beach, Will gets invited to hang out with Ashley. There's Cassie and Ashley. I don't know which one's which. Yeah, Ashley is the, his ex. Um, but then he sees Ronnie and declines. Um, where are we? Marcus starts messing with Will, because uh, I guess, like, they used to be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they leave. Will and Ronnie kind of, like, look at each other mm-hmm. uh, before Ronnie goes with Marcus and Blaze to sit around a fire under the boardwalk. Uh, Blaze goes to get Marcus a drink. Well, first, first, Marcus is like, Ronnie, go get me a drink. And she's like, are your legs broken? Go get it yourself. Like, you just (laughs) met me. And then Blaze is like, oh, I'll go get it. So as she's gone, Marcus tries to make a move on Ronnie. He's, like, literally, like, trying to talk to her and, like, put his arm around her. And she's like, don't touch me. Like, stay away from me. And as he, like, moves away and she's, like, saying this, we see Blaze, like, approaching. But we don't really know if she's, like, heard or seen what's gone on. We, we get a shot of what Blaze sees, which is, like, Ronnie looking at Marcus, but we don't see, Blaze doesn't see anything else besides that. Um, so Ronnie leaves, and she comes back to the house, uh, where Dad is playing piano and writing a song. Um, she walks past him into the shared room that she shares with Jonah, um, and Jonah asks her to be nicer to Dad this summer. He's like, he's like, we, we just, like, let up a bit. <laughs> he's just like... I don't want to lose dad again. And that's when Ronnie realizes that, like, her actions have consequences besides just herself. And she's like, you never lost dad. Like, just because he was gone, he's still here. Like, it's fine. She's trying to reassure her little brother. Yeah, so dad asks Ronnie where she was. And Ronnie gets mad. She's like, why? Like, it's not like you care. Um, Ronnie's just like, I don't want to be here. And she's like, will you stop playing piano? Because I'm going to sleep on the beach. Um, yeah. Dad raises her voice. Well, <laughs> Ronnie is, like, purposely pushing his buttons, like, yeah. saying things she's know is gonna make him mad. So he does get mad. Yeah, so he raises his voice, and that's when Jonah is like, what is going on? <laughs> he doesn't say that, but he just, like, peeks out of the room, and they're like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Dad says that Ronnie letting anger keep her from playing is only gonna hurt herself. Playing the piano. Because yeah. he's like, you're so good at this, and you haven't played, and, like, why? Why are you doing this? Uh, so the next morning, Dad made bacon for breakfast, which Ronnie skips because she recently became a vegetarian, which Dad did not know. Um, down on the beach, Ronnie finds a raccoon going into a nest of turtle eggs. So she makes it her mission to protect these turtle eggs. Um, she, like, takes an old grocery cart. I don't know where she found this grocery cart. And puts it over the nest. Um, Dad comes down and sort of, like pokes fun at her makeshift next with nest which makes her mad <laughs> well and yeah he's like well you could call the aquarium for help so she goes and she does that yeah she picks up a book on sea turtles and reads it at a restaurant where will and his friend scott are also there uh will approaches ronnie and apologizes for his behavior he's trying to flirt again but then she leaves um 
uh, after she leaves, Scott asks Will, she, he's like, you know who her dad is, right? But then that's all we get. Yeah, and Will's just like, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Um, Ronnie comes back to the beach and finds raccoons still attacking the nest despite her efforts. Um, so she decides to sleep by it and keep guard uh, all night on the beach. Um, Will wakes up Ronnie the next morning on the beach. It turns out he's a volunteer at the aquarium, and he's there to uh, section off the turtle nest. Yeah, this is something they talk about in the book a lot, but he he works at a garage, a car garage, over the summer. He is a volunteer for the aquarium, and he's playing in these sand- beach volleyball, like, actual tournaments. Like, these are big <laughs> deal tournaments, apparently. He's doing a lot. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, she's angry that he's there, but he flirts more, and she leaves while he sets up. Uh, so at the CD store, Blaze sees Ronnie, and she secretly puts a CD in her bag. Uh, Ronnie is, like, trying to get her attention because she doesn't know what's wrong, but Blaze ignores her. Um, Blaze finally turns around and, and is like, I saw you flirt with Marcus. You like him. Stay away. He's mine. And Ronnie's like, girl, calm down. <laughs> well, yeah, and she's like, he was flirting with me. I told him to leave me alone. You don't deserve someone like that. And... Blaze just doesn't want to hear it, and she, like, walks out. Earlier in the movie, we've already established that Blaze does not have a good, like, relationship with her family, so she lives with Marcus. She's, like, moved out. She's still, like, that age, like, still young, but, like, living with him, very kind of dependent on him, so. Yeah, so Ronnie tries to follow Blaze out of the store, but then the alarm goes off because the CD is in her bag, and she realizes that Blaze put it in there. So Dad has to pick her up and take her home. Um, Ronnie starts packing up. She's like, I'm, I'm gonna go home. Like, I don't want to be here. Jonah gets mad. She's like, fine, just go! Like, no one wants you here anyway! <laughs> yeah. Um, Ronnie admits to Dad that she got in trouble for stealing back home, but she didn't do it here, and she needs him to believe her. Yeah, Dad is really frustrated because he's like, what do you want me to do in this situation? Like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, I just want you to believe me. Like, this is the truth. Yeah, so Dad's like, well, the store owner is a friend, and I'll make a call. And this has never come up again. Yeah. Um, so Ronnie is reading by the turtle nest, and Will decides to join her. He just shows up at the beach and puts it down a chair next to her. And then starts <laughs> quoting Tolstoy. Because she's reading Anna Karenida. So then he quotes it, I hate it so much. Yeah, and Ronnie's just like, am I supposed to be impressed? That's not impressive. They're um, both gonna sleep there tonight. Yeah, Will- I don't uh, know why Ronnie wouldn't just be like, okay, I'm gonna go inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's because she's flirting back. It's because she can't, she can't deny. <laughs> <laughs> if she wasn't, though, this is, like, stalker behavior. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if she's... This is, this is not the way to go about want, it. <laughs> she would just go inside. <laughs> yeah. But um, Dad sees this going on. Yeah. Will also casually mentions that he got accepted into Columbia in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Dad and Jonah are watching from the house. So Dad comes down. He picks up Will's chair and moves it, like, ten feet away from Ronnie's and draws a line in the sand that he should not cross. Which I don't blame him. This is... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who is this boy? <laughs> yeah, also, Will just brings, like, a, a folding chair. We call them bag... I call them bag chairs. But just, like, a folding chair that you would bring to, like, a sporting event. Ronnie's on at least, like, a lawn chair where it, like, lays out. Yeah. He just lays on the fucking sand. Well, it doesn't matter anyway because they're both, like, asleep on the sand the next morning. Um, Jonah, like, secretly gives them food. He army crawls, crawls out to give them rations. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Ronnie is still just kind of like, okay, like, go away now. And Will is like, I know you like me. Quit playing hard to get. And he's like, will you come to the aquarium with me today? And she's like, okay, sure. Well, he's like, we can't end our date like this. And she's like, it's not a date. He's like, if you come to work with me at the aquarium, then it will be. <laughs> so then we get this scene of their, like, scuba date in the aquarium. And this song by Snow Patrol is playing over it. Yeah. It's really good. 
Um, a few years ago, I went with my sister and my dad to see Ed Sheeran and Snow Patrol opened up for him, and this song started playing, and we both look at each other, and we're like, how do we know this song? Like, what is this song from? <laughs> Listen, and I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, it was in the last song. The soundtrack to this movie is It's really good. good. It's yeah. really good. Highly recommend. Um, so... I don't, I feel like this is not allowed for volunteers, but yeah, Will exactly. and Ronnie are just, like, swimming with the fishes. Well, okay. Like, in the display area. <laughs> he is, like, cleaning the thing at first, and he's, like, writing on a little, like, board, like, is it a date yet? Like, asking all these things. And then Ronnie goes up to, like, the top where he is, and he's like, oh, hey, like, help me out of the tank. And he pulls her in, and oh, funny, cute, flirty moment. She's wearing a skirt. And then, like, all the, the people down movie, below. The whole movie, Ronnie wears these really ugly skirts. <laughs> I don't know what the deal was. She's edgy. She can't just wear jean shorts. No. She wears jean shorts, like, once or maybe twice. Yeah, otherwise she wears these, like, knee-length, like, summer skirts. I don't know. 2010 was a weird time. (laughs) Yeah, but people just, like, see that, like, see Ronnie's legs up in the aquarium. Yeah. Um, so on the beach, Ashley tells Ronnie, she's yeah, so, like... Yeah, so after the aquarium, they're holding hands, like, going up to his beach volleyball game. Like, they're, they're just dating now, I guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah. They're all he, wet. And, okay, they, like, kiss, and he's like, okay, can you go get me a water? And Ronnie all of a sudden is just like, yeah, sure. Ronnie would not do that. <laughs> yeah, so Ashley sees this, and she's jealous, and she's like, oh, Will took you to the aquarium? That's where he takes all of his girls. He makes us feel special. For a little while. <laughs> yeah. And that's what Ronnie goes under her breath. Bitch. Yeah. I thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So Ronnie just, like, wa- she walks. At first, she's, like, still going to the thing. And then she just, like, walks away. She's, like, she's stupid. <laughs> um, so back home, don't, Jonah and Dad are stained glassing. Um, Jonah asks Dad about him and Mom getting back together. And he's like, well, like, it was a nice marriage. It was long. Like, we had two great kids. But sometimes, like, just love isn't enough. Um, which makes sense. Um, Will is at the door for Ronnie, and Ronnie's just like, go away! She slams Uh, it in his face, tells him to go away, and then Dad, like, opens- she, like, runs to the room. Dad opens the door, and he's like, I don't know what I did, uh, what? And Dad's like, I don't know what she did either, but you can, like, sit here and wait. And he makes this joke about, like, if I understood the female mind, then- Like, shut up. It's not funny. Um, yeah, but Will's like, I'll just wait on the beach. So he waits out on the beach, and- until Ronnie comes outside. Well, yeah, because Dad and Jonah are, like, looking at him. This is, again, Dad and Jonah are the comedic relief of this movie. They're yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I don't remember the character in Romeo and Juliet, but, uh, Mercutio? so they're, like. No. Is it Mercutio? One of them. Or Tibble. One of those. Yeah. And so they're, like, oh, I wonder if he's gonna be there all night. Oh, my God, he's gonna die there. The sea turtles are gonna eat him. And then Ronnie's, like, you're freaking out my brother. <laughs> Leave. Yeah, so she goes down and she's basically just like, I'm not just like, I don't want to be just another one of your girls. I'm not going to be another notch in your bedpost, a line in a song. Um, and then he kisses her and he's like, you're not like other girls. Yeah, which again, at the time you're like, <laughs> wow, but like, no. <laughs> yeah. Not a romantic sentiment. No. Uh, so Ronnie goes back inside smiling and dad teases her about getting kissed and they have a little fun. It's like the first sort of like nice moment. Yeah, he's like playing have. the piano like Ronnie's been kissed. Yeah. And she's like pushing him around like you joke yeah, around. Yeah, it's, it's a joking kind. She's not like actually mad. Yeah, and dad like coughs a little bit and she's like, oh, are you, are you okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Fine. But <laughs> yeah. just take note of that. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> what is this class? <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't take notes, then you won't remember for the test. <laughs> Um, so I'm gonna get this little, like, Ronnie and Will montage, um, 
he writes forever on her converse. Yeah. Listen. Listen. First of all, I had converse before this movie. Please tell them what you wrote on your converse. I didn't write it. Somebody else did. I had converse before this movie. Who wrote it? Somebody in my class. I had Not com- Courtney? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, I had converse before this movie came out. I will blame that on Demi Lovato, who says I can't wear my converse with my dress. Um... I just thought they were the coolest shoes ever. So they became my personality trait. I still have so many pairs of Converse. I still have all of my pairs of Converse, honestly, because my feet haven't grown. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I have three pairs. One of them does not fit, but I still wear them anyway because they're cute. Yeah. So anyway, after this movie, riding on Converse became more of a thing. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. I'll have, I'll let people in my class, like, draw (laughs) my Converse. You won't gatekeep writing on Converse. No, no, no. I'm just like, I will let other people write on these. Like, I don't care. I don't have anything specific to write on them. And this girl in my class, I again, like, I would let them write whatever they wanted. I didn't care. So this girl in my class wrote, love sucks on the side of my converse. I was in seventh grade. <laughs> you were 12. And I was like, okay, I guess this is on my shoe now. <laughs> I had not so much as had a crush on a boy in, like, years because I went to school with five boys who I didn't have a crush on any of them. Yeah, so, I didn't like, have a crush on any of the boys. I, sorry, boys, if you're listening, I did not have a crush on you. <laughs> Yeah. I know you were hoping. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I still wear those Converse. Every time we go to an emo night, I have to break those ones out because you they say 12, love sucks on the side. and they still fit? Yes. My feet haven't grown since I was in fifth grade. <laughs> Jesus I was 10 Christ. years old. <laughs> I know you have small feet, but I didn't realize they stopped growing when you were 10. <laughs> yeah. They just never, they never grew more. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he writes... I- Forever. I want to know how long they've been dating. I want to know how long this montage is. He's carving their initials into a tree. Because they, it's only a summer. They say forever. They do all this stuff. Really fast. I feel like it's only been like a couple weeks. Yeah. I don't get it. Like at max. Exactly. A couple weeks. Yeah. Um, so then we get the scene. Uh, (laughs) Or they're in the car. And she will be loved by Listen, Maroon okay. 5 comes on the radio. Again, I talked about the notebook. I have seen maybe not even all of the notebook, but the, like, if you're a bird, I'm a bird, like, how people think that's so romantic. That's what this scene is. <laughs> this scene is what that scene wishes it could be. Um, so, Ronnie starts singing along to, driving the, in the car. to the radio, and obviously she's Miley, so she has a really good voice, and Willa's like, oh my god, you're such a good singer. And she's singing along to the one good Maroon 5 song. There's, like, two <laughs> other good ones that they have, okay? <laughs> One of the good Maroon 5 songs. One of the few. One of the few before they sold out. Yeah, I'm, I'm normally not one to call out people for selling out, because I agree artists should do what they want, but fuck Maroon 5. <laughs> do you want to know a fun yes. story about Maroon 5? My favorite story about Maroon 5. Have I told, I feel like I've told this story on the podcast. I don't think so. <laughs> when we have talked about Maroon 5? I don't know. So, one night, I'm going through my debit card statement. And I see a purchase for $300, and I'm like, what was that? And if the purchase had just said, like, Ticketmaster, I probably would have just let it go, because I buy a lot from Ticketmaster, and Ticketmaster has $100 worth of extra fees. Mm -hmm. But it said, Maroon 5. (laughs) Maroon 5 concert tickets. And I thought to myself, there is no way in hell (laughs) this was... 2018, 2019. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, like, honestly, I pro- like, they made the right choice in choosing me, but it didn't hide who the concert was for, because then I had to call <laughs> my bank and be like, I did not buy these Maroon 5 concert <laughs> tickets. <laughs> and now, um, if one of us 
like Uber's home alone or something like that, and we gotta make sure that the other one is alive, I text Kelly and I say, what was my credit card u- stolen used to buy? <laughs> well, now you've told all these people we can't do oh, that Oh, shit! Anymore. Oh, no! <laughs> so many people! Um... Okay, Maroon 5. So, Ronnie's singing along. She has a gorgeous voice. Yes, she will be loved. And so Will joins in and sings purposefully bad. And when I was 12, I thought this was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's funny. It's (laughs) cute. They're both, like, laughing and having fun. (laughs) It's just a sweet moment. It's just cute. (laughs) Um, And then Will's truck gets stuck in the mud, and so they have a little mud fight. Um, they're on the way to Will's house. Yeah, the entire time, Ronnie's like, I don't want to meet your family like this. Like, we can't do this. Will assures her time and time again, they're not here. It's okay. Yeah, so they approach the gate to Will's house. Yes. And they start driving along. Will lives on a plantation. (laughs) Yeah, the whole time, Ronnie's like, do you, like, where are we going? (laughs) Do you work here? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, we're supposed to be like, oh, like, he's super rich. Look at this beautiful property. It's a plantation. It's the South. Yikes. Um, so Ronnie is, like, super surprised that he's rich. Um, they get out of the car, they're covered in mud. Mom and Dad are home. They came back early, and Mom is clearly not happy that they're so dirty. Um, so she's like, why don't you go hose off in the back? So they just, like, take the hose, and all the mud disappears from their clothes. Well, yeah, (laughs) they, like, start doing their hair, but she has so much in her hair, he is not doing a good job of rinsing it off. Yeah. (laughs) Also, are they gonna get to go inside and take a shower and, like, use soap? Yeah, they're still, like, soaking wet whenever Mom comes out and she's like, you can wear Will's sister's clothes. They should fit you. Yeah. Um, so they're eating dinner. It's Will, Ronnie, Mom and Dad. Um, Mom says that Will is going to go to Vanderbilt in the fall, like his family. And whenever they ask Ronnie about her college plans, she's like, I'm not going. I don't really know. Um, Dad is like, hey, we're going to see you at the wedding, right? And she's like, wedding? And he's like, oh, Will didn't invite you to his sister's wedding? <laughs> oh, no. And then um, Will tries to, like, defend himself. Uh, Mom is like, well, you already invited Ashley. I just sent her invitation. Yeah, and then Dad briefly brings up Mikey, and then Mom quickly changes the subject. We yeah. don't know what that's about yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ronnie goes out to the dock gazebo, I guess that's on <laughs> Will's property. Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> Will follows her out there. And she's just like, go find someone who's better suited for your rich, perfect lifestyle. Well, she's just mad because she's also like, you've been lying to me. Like, what else have you been lying to me about? And she, yeah, she's like, your life is perfect. Like, I don't fit into it, obviously. And he's Bill's like, like it's complicated. He's like, were you in there? Did you see that? That was, our family is so fucking broken, dude. What the he's hell? He's like, listen, listen, Linda, <laughs> listen. Uh, he explains that his brother Mikey was killed in a car accident last year. They were, like, goofing off in the back seat. And <laughs> I did not mean to, like, take oh, no. such a deep breath there. And Mom turned around to, like, make them shut up, but she lost control, and Mikey was killed on instant. Um, he's like, I went out with, like, a bunch of girls, like Ashley said, to try and feel something again, but I didn't until I met you. And Ronnie's like, oh, okay. And then they say I love you to each other. Again, it's, it has to be, like, three weeks tops. <laughs> At most a month, but even still. That's way too early, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially when you're, like, a teenager, it's... but I also get it. Like, you're a teenager, so you don't know. You're I just guess. like, I'm feeling a lot. <laughs> Feeling the <laughs> nothing feels better than feeling the love. Everybody knows so we'll push to show. <laughs> Goodbye, weenie. <laughs> Sorry, I just watched that so Raven. <laughs> yeah. <It's> so good. <laughs> After 
through their moments of professing <laughs> their love to each other. Ronnie's like, oh, I have a secret for you. Come on, come along with me. So she goes into this big, like, room that she saw a piano in earlier, and she starts playing for him. And She, she just, plays an instrumental version of When I Look at You. She does. And after she's done, Mill's like, oh, damn. Wow. Damn, I love you so much, girl. I love you, bitch. I'm never gonna stop loving you, bitch. Yeah, essentially. Um, so Ronnie goes back home, and she's like, dad, guess what? I play piano. And he's like, fucking awesome. And then she's like, listen, I don't have any girlfriends, so uh, I, like, love Will. <laughs> yeah, and Dad's like, okay, yeah, okay, cool. love is crazy. <laughs> um, so the whole fam, Ronnie, Dad, and Jonah go to Will's, like, big volleyball tournament sponsored by Crocs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The next day, so Ronnie is sitting there whenever Dad and Jonah are, she, like, waves them over. Ashley's sitting behind her, and she's like, a shoplifter and an arsonist. How fitting or something. And Ronnie just, like, glares at them, but, like, doesn't really, like, say anything else. Yeah, so, um, later that day, Jonah gives Ronnie the wedding invitation to Will's sister's wedding that just came in the mail. Um, she doesn't have, she obviously did not bring any formal wear with her for the summer, Mm -hmm. so Dad gives her money for her dress. Um, and that's when Ronnie asks why people say he burnt down the church. Well, yeah, Dad is sitting in the church whenever Ronnie goes to find him. Yeah, he's like, I came in here to play piano, and I was the last one in. I fell asleep with some candles burning, and, uh, he's like, I was taking some medicine that- Yeah, I don't, he didn't even need to say that. Like, he could have just said, like, I fell fell asleep. asleep. Yeah, Yeah, but then he's like, I was taking some medicine that my doctor gave me, and Ronnie's like, why, what's wrong? But he's just like, nah, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so, Ronnie admits to Will that her dad thinks that he burnt down the church. Again, he says he fell asleep, and then he woke up to firemen taking him out, so- it's assumed that that's what happened, but we don't really know. Mm-hmm. And Will's just like, people talk. It sucks. <laughs> Will, Will, Will's like, I bet he didn't. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people talk. It's a small town. Whatever. Yeah, so after that, the next day at work at the mechanic shop, Will goes to talk to his friend Scott. And he's like, hey, you need to come clean about the fire. Um, and Scott basically is like, you're my friend. Like, if you were my friend, you wouldn't do this. Like, it would ruin my life. Well, and yeah. then I'm like, yeah, right. Like, you're a rich white boy in the South. Like, this would not ruin your your life. Come on. Well, he's saying he's going to get charged with arson and, like, all this stuff. But, and Will is like, this isn't my story to tell. Like, I can't really do anything about it. Yeah. Um, so Ronnie is on her way to go dress shopping when she walks past Blaze and Marcus fighting. Um, Marcus basically kicks Blaze out for not paying rent, and she's, uh, crying. She's like, I have nowhere else to go. Like, what am I gonna do? And Marcus is, like, kind of pushing her around. Not a lot, but still, like, kind of pushing her right now. And that's whenever Ronnie, like, goes over and she's just, like, tries to help. what's wrong? And Blaze is just like, fuck off. Yeah, like, leave me alone. You don't understand. You'll never understand. So that's when Ronnie takes all the cash that Dad gives her and sets it next to Blaze and walks away. Yeah. Um, so Ronnie tells Jonah what happened, and Jonah offers to pay with all the money that he saved up from lying to their parents for Ronnie. Yeah, from all the blackmail money. <laughs> yeah, so they go to this boutique clothing store, and we get a classic 2000s clothing montage mm-hmm. until they find the perfect dress. Yes. Which honestly isn't... I always thought it was kind of ugly. <laughs> I like it. I think it's fitting, especially for Miley. It's this purple tool number. It's, like, very 1950s inspired, I've realized. Um, but it's, like, strapless, like light purple. length. Yeah, it has, like, tool, like, ruffle things. I like it. I think it looks good. Yeah, so it's wedding day at Will's house. Dad drops Ronnie off. He tells Will no funny business. And then he's like, 
I don't think you can have funny business at a wedding. <laughs> yeah, and then dad is like, you can. I've done it. And then Will's like, that seems like, like a mixed I don't, message. I don't know what to take from this. <laughs> and he's just like, no funny business. <laughs> um, so they're at the wedding. It's real nice. They're having a nice time. We see that Blaze is catering the reception. Uh, she thanks Ronnie and tells her that she moved out and she broke up with Marcus and that he's a bad person. Um, so then they have, like, a bit more of a fun time, um, and that's when Marcus shows up to harass Blaze. Uh, so Will goes to, like, take care of it, to, like, push Marcus off of Blaze, um, and that's when Marcus, he's, like, very clearly drunk, um, and, like, pushing everyone around, and that's when he grabs a crowbar that's just sitting in his front seat. Yeah. And Will fights him, uh, Will wins, basically, just, well, like, he's, just he's punching him. Yeah, he's, like, got him on the ground, like, punching him, and his dad pulls him off, and they're like, you need to leave to yeah, Marcus. Yeah, mom kicks out Will, Ronnie, and Blaze. <laughs> well, they, they, leave, they make Marcus leave first, and then, yeah, mom's like, take them home. Sister has no say in this whatsoever. Yeah, we never see her. You know what? She's enjoying her wedding. She's probably drunk as hell. She's having a good time. She's probably having funny business. <laughs> up in the honey, it's like literally at her house where she grew up. Up in her childhood bedroom. Um. So Will drives Ronnie back home, and that's when the turtles are about to hatch. Oh my god! So they watch the turtles hatch. It's this beautiful moment. They all make their way toward the water. Um. Dad makes his way back toward the house. And that's when he collapses on the beach coughing. Yeah, and Ronnie immediately sees this and runs over. She yells, Daddy. Yeah, they all run over. They Which call I gotta ambulance. say, I don't like the use of Miley Cyrus saying Daddy in this movie because it just makes me think of Miley Stewart. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird, but... Oh. Hello? Take your birth control, everyone. Just a reminder. <laughs> okay, uh, so... <laughs> Ronnie is outside of Dad's room at the hospital. We learn that he has terminal cancer and it's spread to his lungs. They don't know how much time is left. Um, before Ronnie and Jonah came down for the summer, Dad asks the doctor to cut back on his meds so that he could be fully present for Ronnie and Jonah. Um, Ronnie enters Dad's room and she's angry at her at him for not telling her. Um, she's like, he's like, I didn't want this to get in the way of us reconnecting. And that's when she says that she loves him. Well, yeah, first she's, like, really mad. She's like, did you literally just bring us here for your last summer and, like, you weren't going to tell us about it? But then, yeah, she, like, she's like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this for what it is. Yeah, um, so Will and Jonah are in the cafeteria. Uh, Jonah still doesn't know whenever Ronnie comes down to get him and bring him up to the room. And then we cut to Jonah just, like, staring out into the ocean. Yeah, he's just, I, he's a child and doesn't understand what to do with his grief. Yeah, so at night, Ronnie wakes up to Jonah, like, yelling. We like, hear, like, hear, glass like, shatter. Glass cracking, and he's saying, like, ow. When I first saw this, I thought he was, like, hurting himself. Oh, no, <laughs> I thought that he, but, like, we don't see a cut or anything. Like, what, what, no, why well, is he saying No, we just heard the noises. Because he was just yelling, he's like, ow, ow! <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you would do that if you were cutting yourself. Um, for some reason, Will arrives in the middle of the night. <laughs> no, I think he was, like, sleeping on the couch or something. Oh. Because, like, Dad's still in the hospital. Oh, okay. Um, so this scene fucking breaks me every single time I watch it. I literally cried an hour ago watching this scene. Yeah. Um, Jonah is just, like, I have to, like, I have to finish this window. Like, you haven't been here. You've been with, like, your stupid boyfriend and your stupid turtles. Well, one of the things that's also really sad is, like, I have to finish this window so Dad can get better. Yeah. Like, it's that, like, childlike thinking of, like, not understanding that, like, nothing he do, nothing he can do is gonna change it. But, yeah, like, he also wants Dad to see it before he dies, Yeah, basically. and he's so angry, and he's, like, he, like, lashes out at Will and Ronnie. He's like, I've been here for him. Like, you haven't done anything. Yeah, like, I've been here with Dad every day. You guys have been off, like, doing whatever. You don't understand. Yeah, so they, like, calm him down, and he's like, I'm never gonna finish it in time. And, like, well, will you let us help you? Yeah. 
Um, so then we get this montage of, like, Jonah and Will working on the window, Ronnie visiting Dad in the hospital. Um, after a while, Dad asks Ronnie to take him home so he's not living in the hospital anymore. And on the way back, they show him the finished window in the church. Yeah, it's being installed, and Dad is very proud. Um, Will goes to talk to Scott again, and this time he pleads, I guess now, because he's sick. Well, yeah, it's a small town. I'm sure everyone knows yeah. that, like, Dad is sick now. Yes, so Scott agrees without saying anything, and they come clean to Dad. It turns out that, uh, that night, Will and Scott were, like, goofing around behind the church drinking, and that's, and whenever Marcus showed up, Will left, and as we learned before, Marcus is a fire performer, so they started playing with fire, and everything just got out of hand. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott, or Will wanted to tell the police right away, but Scott begged him to, not to, since he wasn't there. Um, Dad is like, well, you know what? Well, let's just keep this between us. Like, no one has to know. Well, yeah, and, like, it makes sense also, because, like, he knows that it's fine. Like, he's going to die. And also, <laughs> like, he doesn't care. Like, he's an adult. Yeah. And it's Like, fine. he's been living with... The fact that people thought it was him and it hasn't really affected his livelihood in any Well, way. and especially now that they all know he has cancer. Like, no yeah. one's gonna be like, oh, right. <laughs> burn down the church. And like, everyone thinks it was an accident. Yeah. Like, that's the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but Ronnie overheard everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so. She runs off again. Yeah, she runs. <laughs> She's just full of Ronnie storming off. Yeah, and Will following her. Yes. Um, she's pissed that he knew the whole time and he watched dad feel guilty, so guilty about it and didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And Ronnie sort of, like, officially breaks up with him. Well, she's time. really telling him off. She's like, go to your, like, parents' college, do exactly what they want from you because you're a coward and a liar, uh, and stay away from me and my dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's the end of summer. Mom arrives to take them home. And Ronnie says that she's going to stay with Dad until the end. She's like, I've been so mean to him all summer, and I want to make up for that lost time and be there for him. And I don't have, like, a school waiting for me. Like, she doesn't really have much going on anyway, so she wants to make up this time with Dad. Yeah, so Mom still has to take Jonah... (laughs) This is so sad. Mom still has to take Jonah home. So Jonah and Dad say their sort of, like, final words to each other. Um, And Dad... purposely don't say goodbye. Yeah. Dad says that every time a light shines through that stained glass window, or any window, uh, at all, that's me. I'm not going anywhere. Um, so Mom and Jonah leave, and uh, during this time, it's like fall now, uh, Ronnie's sort of like keeping up the house, taking care of Dad. Uh, she finds all these letters that she returned to sender and never opened, and starts reading all of them. We learned that Dad was uh, in so much pain after the divorce that he needed to come home because this is the town where he grew up. And his biggest regret is moving away from Ronnie and Jonah. Yeah, we get a lot of, like, uh, backstory of of Dad, but we also hear him talking about, like, hey, Mom told me that you got a zero on your SAT. I know that you're smart because you have to know something to, like, get every single question wrong. Yeah, you can't get a zero without knowing what the answers are. Yeah. Um, so we got this nice little, like, montage of, uh, Ronnie reading all these letters. Um, so it's, like, officially fall now. Uh, Ronnie and Dad are on the porch, and they're, like, you know, like, Will is most likely at Vanderbilt by now. Um, Ronnie's like, yeah, but, like, he was wrong, and, um, uh, I was really hurt by it. And Dad's like, no, he probably misses you, and, uh, he says, like, this little speech about, like, you're, like, someday you're gonna open yourself to love and playing the piano again, and it's all gonna be for you to make you happy. Um... 
So dad is sitting at the piano and he says that he can't finish the song he's been working on all summer because his hands hurt. Uh, so Ronnie starts to finish it for him. Yeah, she sits down at the piano. The music says 4R. For uh, Ronnie. Yeah. For, she starts, pl- yeah. <laughs> she starts playing the music and dad is like sitting out on the porch now and he's like hearing the music. She's He's hearing her like finish the song basically. Yeah, uh, so like she like literally finishes the song. She sits up from the piano bench and we see that dad is sort of like from the back. He's sort of like limp in his chair and his water glass has fallen over. Yeah, and immediately. So th- that's it. We know. Um, so, it, we cut to the day of the funeral. Uh, Mom and Ronnie have a little talk. Mom is like, please don't push me away. Like, you feel so much all the time, and I just need you to know, blah, 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 all this stuff. I didn't write it all down. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's okay to be, like, feeling all of this. Like, it's fine. You, it, it's a good thing. Yeah, Ronnie's like, oh, like, I, pu- I push people away. That's what I do. And <laughs> Mom is like, give yourself a break. <laughs> yeah, so Ronnie has to <laughs> give the fucking speech at the funeral. Yeah, so she's up there talking, Blaze is there, Will's parents are there. I mean, the whole town is there. It's, again, the small town vibe of, like... Yeah, but after, like, after how they treated Ronnie, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> They're trying to make a nice thing happen. <laughs> yeah, so Ronnie's like, I wrote this speech, but I think it'd be better if I spoke to you in the language that me and my dad shared. So she goes and plays the song. She goes well, over to the she piano. She goes over to the piano. Uh, she sees Will walk in, and she's like, oh. And then she sees light come through the stained glass window, and she's like, hi, Dad. <laughs> and then she plays. But I'm so, could you imagine just, like, sitting there and, like, watching her, like, stop and look? Like, if she stopped and was looking at the door open, I'd be like, who is it? Is it Dad? What's going on? And then the, well, like, why was he so late to the funeral? Like, what the fuck, man? Everyone in town was there. He was coming from Vanderbilt. I don't know where that is. Uh, North somewhere yeah. uh, probably like connecticut or something ivy league um so ronnie plays the song scott and ashley are also there after the funeral ashley's just like i'm so sorry for your loss <laughs> sorry for being a bitch yeah she doesn't say that um will quickly says hi before the pastor pulls ronnie away well he's like the song was beautiful ronnie thanks him for coming says that it means a lot that he came and then like the pastor pulls her away before she can say anything else. And whenever she looks over, he's already gone. Yeah, so Ronnie's backing up the house when she sees Will standing on the beach outside. She goes out to meet him. They both apologize to each other, and Ronnie basically forgives him. And she's like, hey, by the way, I'm going to Juilliard uh, in the winter, in the spring. And Will is like, yeah, I think I'm going to transfer from Vanderbilt to Columbia. It's a lot closer to this girl that I love. Yeah, he's apparently, like, trans- well, he says, like, he thinks that like, Vanderbilt isn't the school for him, but he's also like, yeah, so I can spend more time with this girl. Don't do that. What? Don't follow people to college. Don't do that. Um, so they make up, uh, When I Look at You starts playing, and Ronnie leaves Georgia. Yeah, she packs up the house, including the piano. I, where did she get this car? I guess she just has dad's car now. I, all of this stuff. Is somebody yeah. taking care of the house? I don't know. Maybe anyway. They, the house. they should keep the house. It's a gorgeous house on the beach. Yeah, it's probably paid off too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she drives off and that's the end. I would like to say, in the book, there's a different ending. It's a little bit different. Instead of just, like, her spot being secured at Juilliard, she has to go, like, audition. Like, she had deferred. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot more sense of her going to, like, audition for it. And then, like, after her audition, Will meets her there and he's like, oh, like, I transferred to Columbia. Like, I'm right here and then it's kind of like I a feel like that makes sense open to interpretation she plays the song in her audition yeah and dad is there I mean like it's it's a nice moment at the funeral but it's just a little packed on <laughs> yeah so that is the last song it's great it's a good movie <laughs> I really enjoy it like I said this is my the notebook 
I... <laughs> What'd you rate it? I give this five stars. Okay, I gave this a three and a half out of five. Not that I don't like it, but as we know, I'm not a romance person, and there were a lot of points in the movie, uh, as an adult, where I was just kind of like, okay, like, let's move it on. Like, every time Ronnie <laughs> stormed away from Will, <laughs> I was just like, can we move forward, please? She's angsty. <laughs> it still made me cry, though. It always does. That, that little... Boy, yeah, Bobby Coleman. We didn't even talk about it. Yeah, that scene is so that good. That scene with the stained glass window. He gives his all. Bobby Coleman, I see you. I hear you. I appreciate you. You were the unsung hero of this movie. I don't know how you were able to cry on command so well, because a lot of people aren't. Yeah. I believed it. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, the whole, from, like, Dad's collapse on the beach to the end of the movie, anytime, like, you don't, he's, like, less in the movie because he's not there in Georgia, mm-hmm. but anytime you see him, it's, like, absolutely heartbreaking (laughs) yeah be a small kid and cry your dad dying yeah i don't want to think about that (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's the last song oh god what are we doing next where's my phone yeah um i don't know i mean an obvious progression but i don't know what we really want to do it could be the hannah montana movie uh i don't know if we're there yet um let's see we got kelly preston greg kinnear this is a movie set in georgia uh, where is my list? Alright, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, The Parent Trap. No, I don't know how that connects. <laughs> <laughs> Dilfs. <laughs> um, let's see. Any of the Spy Kids, Enchanted, Material Girls, Agent Cody Banks, Big Fat Liar. Let's see, what, when was the movie released? 2010? Mm-hmm. I did not put the years on this. God damn it. Um, I mean, there doesn't have to be a super strong line. We can just pick something. Um, all right. Any movie with a beach in it? A beach. A beach. Um, let's see. I really need to cross these off. Uh, oh, we could do Sky High. That has Kelly Preston. Classic. All right, we're, we're doing Sky High. I can't wait. There's a lot of places we can go from there. Ugh, I love Sky High. <laughs> you guys don't understand. That's why we picked these movies, because they're good. <laughs> Listen, early in the pandemic, like, probably still March of 2020, we were, like, picking a movie to watch every week. One of the one of the early weeks, we watched Sky High. Ugh. Yeah, my sister came over to, like, pick up some games. And we, like, had to, like <laughs> Sky High was just playing on the TV. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. No, no, we won't in two weeks. Yeah. What day? Um, what's what's the date? Uh, March twenty second. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.